Oh, my lord, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, yes, I would. <laughs> I would suck his dick. <sighs> so what are you ladies discussing? Um... <clears throat> Books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club! Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. gang thanks for joining us this week for the nerd blitz book club i'm doom and i'm fitz and this is gonna be a fucking long one because a lot of shit happened this week a couple of pretty dense chapters in here oh fuck yeah well rel relative to what we've gone through so far oh hell yeah because that one was well over 10 pages and there was a lot of shit happening yeah that one actually had like a sub chapter divisions in it yeah which i mean Almost all of them so far have, but not like this. Yeah. This was 12 pages long was chapter 8, which is our second chapter of this episode. But And just so everybody's up to speed, we're reading uh, Star Wars Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. Chapter 7 and 8 this time. Right, and last time we left off with uh, Voss and uh, Fentress had tracked their bounty had gotten away from them a couple times and they finally uh finally escaped and uh Voss was able to use his special force powers to uh touch a piece of armor that Morigi was wearing basically psychically figured out his location and uh they went there to kick his door in and that's that's where chapter 6 ended chapter 7 the doors open and they storm in and kind of find something they weren't expecting to find which is Morigi defending his little adopted family the the rodian mm -hmm. female and the little baby which i mean that whole scene of him trying to protect his family and shit that was a little heartbreaking wasn't it a little bit yeah yeah especially since they're like it's you know it's not even his biological family it's like it's obviously not his kid because it's a full-blooded rodian so it's obviously yeah. not his kid anyway but he's basically begging them to 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 not hurt the the mother and the baby just like cut me some slack come on i got a family and yeah basically his crime was like stealing from criminals yeah stealing from criminals to help his fucking poor family yeah and, and so the like, and oh. so the crim yeah so the criminals put a bounty on this guy's head and boss is like well i'm a jedi i should be helping him but fuck i can't blow my cover yeah i thought that was a pretty interesting situation to put him in like moral quandary he can't not do it and blow his cover but at the same time it's pretty goes pretty much against everything he's taught and believes and knows yeah and it really reminds you of like you hear cops like they'll are even like fbi fuckers 
like they have to go undercover in a cartel or something. Mm-hmm. And I guess this is really on my mind because uh, I saw Brian Cranston this week talking about his new movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like he w- he went undercover in this drug gang and he had to uh, launder money and shit for this drug gang. And he knew it was wrong, but he didn't want to blow his cover because it was like one of the biggest drug gangs at the time in like the 70s. Like he would he would go do all this shit for this drug cartel and then he'd go home to his family. Yeah. And it he felt like it was two different lives and it's like yeah that kind of seems like what this is. Right, and at some point you got to you start to think like am I the good guy? Uh-huh. It 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 really brings to the forefront that, you know, intergalactic cop thing that they always talk about with the Jedi, which you don't always see cuz I mean they're generally just kind of peacekeepers but you don't see them playing the cop role like a green lantern yeah they're more like um negotiators and and representatives and Mm -hmm. they're more like officials not really like yeah like he's a straight up he's straight up like serpico that's his that's his job yeah totally so yeah that was pretty interesting to see and let's see what happened after that well he punches Voss and then knocks his ass down and then jumps out the window and runs away again. So they lost him again. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, guys, you guys are not real good at this, are you? And right before he runs, his fucking Rodian wife, she tells him, run, just run. And that's when he fucking leaps out the window. And uh, I think it was Ventress ran out after him, right? Yeah, she took off after him and he stole a speeder and was getting away. And then Voss stole a speeder and picked her up, and they chased him down. Thankfully, this okay, chase yeah. only only lasted like a page. <laughs> yeah, I see that now. After like two chapters of them chasing this fucking guy, and he gets away again. At least they didn't spend a whole another three chapters trying to track him down yeah, again. Yeah, but I mean, even though we've followed this for two chapters, it's not like it was like, come on, catch him, let's get this over with. Right. You know? Yeah. It. It has been interesting. Yeah, and I'm not saying it didn't feel like it drug on that long, but the the constant "I got gotcha, you now, you got away." Nope, we got you again. Nope, you got away again. It was like fucking put some handcuffs on him or something. Jesus. <laughs> well, see, it, it's kind of hard with a dude with four arms, you know. I guess so. Yeah. When you're fucking only got two, it's a little bit more to keep track of, isn't it? Mm, yeah, the fourth arm always gets you, right? And what they said. Yeah, I think so. When they're fighting and they get cold cocked by the fourth hand that they weren't, they couldn't defend against. And then as they catch him, he offers them triple what they're getting paid. Oh, right. Just to, you know, just to let, let him, him go, go so he yeah. can be with his family. And Ventress is like, bullshit, that ain't going to cover my feet. And another thing that I've really dug about this is <laughs> Ventress keeps, you know, talking about her fee and all that shit. And. Voss keeps sliding in these little sly, like, Arfie, reminding her, hey, we're a team, even though they're not officially a team. Right. In his mind, they're already a team. Yeah. And he keeps keeps insinuating himself into... I, I thought that worked really well, too. Yeah. And eventually it works. He's fucking greased her up enough that he's able to mm-hmm. get in. That's that power of suggestion, I guess. Reverse psychology. Not even reverse psychology, just straight up, I'm your partner. Yeah. So then... They've caught the dude, and apparently they go in and cash in the bounty. We see Ventress's ship, which is the Banshee, and Voss mentions uh, that obviously she's 
heard of the nickname that people have for her. Oh, right, because all those the other bounty hunters were calling her calling her the Bald Banshee, so she named her exactly. She named her ship the Banshee. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say call back to what Boba Fett said. Mm-hmm. That was a nice little detail. Basically, he finally gets her to open up or let him, you know, take him on as part of her crew by just admitting that he's tired of being alone, a lone bounty hunter, that he needs, yeah. you know, it would really work better with more than one person. As he's, you know, making the proposal, finally just laying it all on the line and basically saying, you know, I helped you a lot with that, even though he technically kind of fucked her over upon their first meeting. We go into her head. She's thinking about uh, the Night Sisters and then her Jedi Master, what was it, K. Narek? Yeah, Kai Narek or Key Narek, yeah. And then Mother Talzin and the Night Sisters and. Dooku and how she's never really had a true partner. It's always kind of been, you know, somebody's apprentice or underling or whatever. Right. She was, yeah, she starts to think about all of her former, like, allies and friends and stuff, and, and it kind of dawns on her, not dawns on her, but, you know, she finds it, like, a cruel joke that, like, everybody who was ever her friend or, or anything is all dead, and Dooku's the only one still alive. And it's a, it's a good way to get across her history, which, as we've seen from the series, she has a lot of history. Yeah, they did a good job of getting that all into, like, basically one paragraph. Yeah, I'm looking at it here, and it's like one small paragraph, a big paragraph, and that's about it. And I was like, God damn, they fucking sold that she's been through some shit real quick. Mm-hmm. I dug that. It's hard to get that shit across, as we've seen with, you know, the comics we've read. It's hard to get that shit across in such a small amount of time and make it actually work. But I guess, you know, it's easier on prose than it is, like, a comic. Yeah, they even touch on, they even talk about the Clone Wars episode where she was on on a crew with Boba Fett and Dengar and uh, that other chick. Basically, you know what that episode reminded me of? That What's episode that? of Firefly, the train job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where they they go to all that trouble to steal this shit and, and, and it ends up being, uh, <laughs> they stole medicine. Yeah, it, that episode of Clone Wars kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, because, it did. Because, you know, there's this... This big fucking, we've got to take care of this, and then it turns out to be something totally different where it's like, wait, I didn't want to be involved in this type of shit. Right. Yeah, because in that episode, they they didn't know it was a, they, they had to deliver this box or, or steal this uh, crate or something, and, 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 it, and it turned out it had that girl inside of it. Yeah. Wasn't it that they were supposed to be protecting it or something? Mm, that could be. I forget. I don't remember. We'll, we'll, we'll read it again when we get to that chapter, because they do talk about it again. Oh, I mean, I, sh- I should have watched those episodes again, but hey, at least I watched Voss's episode of The Clone Wars this week. Yeah. It, he, seemed, he seems a little bit different in this. In the Slightly. book? Yeah, because he, he's way more quippy in here. Yeah, well, I didn't think he was even in that episode that lo- that for very very long at all, was he? No, he was. I mean, him and Obi Wan, their mission is important to the episode, but it's not like every scene is with him because they focus a lot on uh, Zero, and it's more of a showcase for Sice Noodles than it is for Voss. 
Because that was her big fucking reveal is, oh shit, she's not just a lounge singer, is she? Yeah, she's a bad lady. Holy shit, that was awesome, wasn't it? You never thought you'd want or need any more details about fucking size snoodles, did you? I could have done without her voice. Her voice was a little annoying, but um, but yeah, the... You didn't think the Betty Boop voice fit, uh, fit her? Um, not really. <laughs> I thought it worked. I guess it was okay, but I mean, it was... I mean, it, it, is, it is annoying, but I thought it fit her. Yeah, I mean, it did fit the theme of, like, a gangster and his, you know, girlfriend or whatever. It did, did fit yeah. that. I mean, I'm sure that's why they made her that way. And I mean, who doesn't like Zero? Speaking of another voice I, that doesn't necessarily fit the body. <laughs> I know, but I mean, come on. That is fucking funny, isn't it? It's weird. It was funny that, like, he's got a girlfriend. Yeah. And meanwhile, he sounds like a... F- um... <laughs> Painted yourself into a corner with that one, didn't you? Oh, man. Yep. We'll just leave it. <laughs> yeah. But I... I... I've been thinking about that, and it's like, oh, I want to do that voice sometime. So that just gave me the excuse to do it. So, well, there you go. Yeah. But anywho, we end Chapter 7 with, they basically work out that, oh, shit, they're going to do this and become partners. And Ventress is like, you know, you need a lot of training before you can be my partner. So, Which happens in the, ne- in the next chapter, and holy shit, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. But real quick about Chapter 7. I just wanted to mention this. This whole fucking... It's finally the flirting that he does. It's not, you know, kind of creepy. Because I kind of felt it was a little bit creepy in the previous chapters. Yeah, it's a little stalkerish. Yeah. And and this time it kind of... It made me giggle. <laughs> I giggled. <laughs> in the... What was it? The last chapter where he's fucking staring at her ass or whatever. Oh, no, that was this, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, she's climbing up the ramp into the ship, and he's eyeing her butt. Yeah, that's it. That, I thought that was funny, because she tells him, that won't be happening. Oh, I don't right. business with pleasure. <laughs> and he tells her, huh, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> that I'm, was fucking funny as shit. I'm telling you, before this book's over, he's going to stick it in. Oh, no shit. I know that's happening. Maybe not as graphically as I just described it, but... Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm sure Golden's not going to be like, and then he parted it and fucking pushed in. Oh, yeah, high five, bro. I'm sure it'll be handled a lot better than that. Snap hiss. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Fucking stupid headphones. Ugh. He says, you don't know what you're missing, and she says, then I'll have to remain happily ignorant. And you'll remain alive. For now, anyway, if you're going to get half the pay, you'll have to do twice the work. And we'll need to line up twice as... Or, hang on. You'll have to do half the work, and we'll have to line up twice as many jobs. And that's when he fucking says, Okay, partner. And she smiles a little, or tries to hide a smile. Oh my. (laughs) Wrong franchise, fucker. Oh, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> so that leads us into um, chapter 8 where as you said she tells him he needs more training and we get this really fucking cool peek into his mind as she's putting him through his paces it's like a rocky montage almost yeah of totally. them training yeah 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 
It, it's a good peek into his mind, though, because you see he's trying to restrain himself from using the Force, because as we said before, he can't really tell her that, so she doesn't know that he's a Jedi and that he's trying to fucking con her into helping him kill Dooku. Right, so he's got to do everything the old-fashioned way. Uh-huh. Like all like all the grueling like exercise and push-ups and hand-to-hand combat training that she's trying to give him and stuff. She, he's got to like not let on that he could easily kick the shit out of her. Uh-huh. And he has and he has to do it with no force assistance. And he keeps telling himself that. He keeps reminding himself, this would be so much easier if I could use the force, but she's right here. I can't do that. Yeah, and she keeps making it worse like, you know, he's doing those hand, upside down or like handstand presses or whatever and she comes up and is like leaning on his legs and stuff and like putting added weight on him. And uh-huh. then trying and trying to have a conversation with him while he's about to die because he's he can't hold her up anymore. Yeah. I thought that was pretty fun. It was pretty fun to uh, to put him through that and, and, and that he can't cheat and use the Force. And it is. It, like you said, it's a real fucking Rocky montage moment. And I wasn't going to say it, and then you said Rocky, but I did. I heard dun 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 in my head while I was reading that. Mm-hmm. But I was going to try to avoid saying that because, I mean, that's fucking lame, but yeah. it's true. <laughs> I'm trying to find the spot... Where um, he could have got out of it. Oh, she tells him, uh, "If you can knock me out, oh yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be over." Yeah, at the yeah, very the, yeah at the very start of the chapter, he's like, he doesn't believe that she's really going to make him go through all this bullshit, and mm-hmm. she tells him, "Okay, well, let's go down in the cargo hold and we'll fight. And if you knock me out, then you can skip all the training I'm talking about." So yeah, and he's like, "Well, I I don't like hitting a woman," and she tells him, "Then every woman you fight's going to win." Yeah, so they end up going toe-to-toe for a little while in the sparring session. And he gets to the point where he's like, should I fucking do it? Should I knock her on her ass? And he realizes, you know, it's it'd be too fucking easy, so he just lets her get the win. Well, yeah, it would be too easy, and it would... Uh, blow his cover. It would blow his cover, yeah. he wouldn't. She wouldn't trust him anymore after that. If, if suddenly he ended up being way stronger and way better fighter than what she thought. Yeah. That would seem kind of odd. And right here in the training, he talks about um, how brutal she is, and he'd always wondered how both Kenobi and uh, Anakin weren't able to take her, take her out, and now he understands it from all the training she's done. That's something I've always wondered about. Like, how did the other Jedi feel about Obi-Wan and Anakin always fucking failing to get her? Because they spent a lot of time in that series chasing after her. Yeah, or somehow involved with her shenanigans yeah so it's like okay she's a villain everybody knows she's a villain how do all the rest of the jedi feel about you know these two fucking bumbling it all the time and we get right here see that you know they've always wondered about it but now he understands why and then um after the training it talks a bit about some of the jobs that they had yeah then you get a then you get a bounty hunting montage yeah (laughs) yeah it kind of feels like we're getting close to an episode break, but I've read this and it's like, I don't see a clear end point for one episode and a clear start point for another one. Yeah, me, yeah, me neither. But it, it feels like it's close. And I think I told you in one of the, in previous weeks, that I read one review of this that said, it's painfully obvious where the episode breaks are. Mm. I don't feel that at all. I haven't really felt it yet either. 
I think it was more than one review. Uh, quite a few people were saying it was, you know, clear where they were, and it's like, I don't think so, man. But anyways, it says here that um, in this bounty hunting montage that a couple times or at least once he'd come close to blowing his cover because they were back on Coruscant on 13.13, level 13.13, and they got ambushed. They got swarmed by a fucking shit ton of fuckers in a shadowy corner. Somebody pulled a blaster and was about to shoot her and he kind of stopped him. And Ventress almost, or sort of noticed it and kind of let it slide because they were in the middle of the shit. Yeah, he like force pushed the gun out of the guy's hand. Yeah. Luckily, before she turned, she could turn all the way around, he had gotten close enough. He had done it from a distance and he was able to get close enough to the guy before she yeah, turned around. That, yeah, that he he could, he told her he kicked it out of his hand and she believed him. I don't remember if it's right here or if it's after, but coming up somewhere, do you remember that um, Bloodbone order that's mentioned? Yeah, it's right here. It's right here. It's the next, uh, right after the those uh, bounty montages, he's doing some more training and she comes in and tells him about another job they have lined up. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's with them. Those fuckers there... You remember how I told you the paperback edition, which is what I have, has a short story in the back by Christy Golden? Yeah. That's where they come into play. I haven't read that yet, but I think I'll read that for next week. Oh, really? Or, hmm. yeah, I think, I, I guess I'll read it for the week after next. But yeah, they come into play there, and I, I kind of want I should have read it this week, but I just ran out of time. And those are the pirates, right, that they're going to work with? That, uh... Um... Think so. Lassa Lassa Rame is the in charge of these pirates of the Bloodbone Order. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, the, there's a little short story in the back where they come into play again of my edition. And like I said, I meant to read it this week, but I kind of um, ran out of time. But mm-hmm. if I remember right, because before I got this book, I actually read that, started reading part of that um, story in the grocery store. If I remember right, I think Hondo's in that. Oh, really? Yeah, and I would be down to see how Christy Golden handles Hondo. Hmm. But anywho, that's a tale for next week or the week after. Mm-hmm. But I, I just wanted to let you know that that's not just some random bullshit thrown in there. Oh, okay. There yeah, I, actually I assumed is it was a little something. bit of more story. Yeah, I assumed it was some kind of made-up bullshit for this book. Yeah, there is at least a little bit, because I don't... I'm trying to look real quick, but I don't think that story's, you know, more than 20 pages. No, it looks like it's about 15 pages, but I'm sure it would add a little bit of flavor to that reference. But anywho, back on track. Um, where are we at now? Oh, we get this, we get to hear Ventress talk a bit about her past with the Bloodbone Order, which, I mean, come on, that's a fucking mouthful, ain't it? Bloodbone Order. Yeah. Despite the fucking dirty sound to it, there's a lot going on there. Bloodbone. Ventress talks a bit about um, uh, about a bounty she lined up with her, and we don't really get to see that hunt. Yeah, they just kind of talk about they're going to go after this. It's like the first mate of this pirate captain who like deserted and stole a bunch of money, right? I, I think that's it. Yeah, because the pirates were like... They would steal ships, raid ships and stuff, and they said they uh, 
the first mate ran off and stole their next target. So it stole the next uh, haul they were going to take and ran off with it. So then Voss and Ventress are just, she's just telling him how they're going to go about catching this guy. And uh, Yeah, which, that right there, her talking about how fucking seductive and shit she is, mm-hmm. was was I the only one that was felt a little unsettled by that, Ventress trying to be sexy? Yeah, it was kind of, mm, yeah. I, yeah, I don't look at she's... Ventress and be like, ooh la la, it's like, ugh, fucking she-witch, back up. Yeah, but I'm guessing that she, um... She might look a little different now. You don't really, I mean, you don't really get picture of it. I mean, you really don't really get a picture of her. But I think, isn't that white what? face? That's isn't that makeup? Isn't she actually like you know like a white person skin color? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I can't remember I the episode where they showed her as a child. Um, I thought she was like gray. That a, that gray ashy color that she is. When oh, she's was she? Duke okay. For some I reason, so. I. For some reason, I was thinking she was more like just a, you know, not not that color. Like that was like that wrong, was makeup I, put on. But yeah. I don't know. But she's got she's got hair now. So maybe she doesn't yeah, look as I scary can see that from the cover. But it's still like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got a tight body, though. I guess. But fuck. Yeah. She's she's just creepy. Come on, man. You got to you got to nut up. I mean, come on. At what point did I ever fucking seem like I was, you know, brave or anything? Fuck no. No, 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 man. Just, I I can't go there. Or uh, Voss might want to fucking go balls deep, but he's a Jedi. He's a braver man than I. Just put it like that. (laughs) And you notice on the cover, she's got these weird, like, face tattoos and shit. Yeah, she has those in... In the Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, she did, didn't she? Yeah. They just don't stand out like they do on that cover because it's like a contrasting silhouette yeah, with the tattoos. Yeah. Okay. Still, no, just no. Don't even go there. No, it's creepy. <laughs> it's unsettling. I don't like it. No. Well, apparently this dude thought she was pretty hot because uh, she didn't even have to get like super serious with it. She just flirted with him a little bit and they bagged his ass in, what did it say, 15 minutes? Yeah. But yeah, they don't really show you that. They just she gives she tells Voss all the plan of she's going to do the uh the sexy uh <laughs> <laughs> the sexy thing to try to look, to bait this guy in and it just says they got the mark in 15 minutes flat and she didn't even have to use the full gambit which again, that's her talking about, you know, her different sexy seduction techniques. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, she has two she has two modes or whatever. She's got the nod and wink. And then the full and gambit. The full gambit. The full on gambit, sorry. Yeah. And it's like I don't even want to know what the full on gambit is. She's like force Jax's dick, I guess. <laughs> she just walks up, cups his balls, and she's like, Hey sailor. Blah. She does that oh, thing God. like uh when Qui Gon puts Jar Jar to sleep, he just touches his shoulder and makes him calm down and go to sleep. She just <laughs> she just touches the guy and makes him fucking nut in his pants. <laughs> That's ugh, gross. Um. Anyway, let's get back on track. <laughs> yeah. So then, after they after they catch this guy, then the next thing is they're they're back in their ship, flying around the galaxy or whatever. And uh, that's when 
Ventress gets some more uh, alone time in her own head to think about her past and stuff. Yes, and uh, and she realizes that this is, you know, the first relationship she's had that was even, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, she's like, she's realizing that like this partnership is actually working. It says right here, uh, theirs was a relationship that was unique in her experience. Both the role, before the roles of both parties had been clearly defined as master and servant. Sometimes with her Jedi master and Dooku, she'd been the servant. And then they mention Savage and how he was her bitch. Right, because he had, she had him as a, an apprentice for a while, kind of. To train him up to turn on Dooku. To kill which Dooku, that didn't yeah. Work. Nope, that did not work. Not one bit. She's thinking about how Voss isn't all that serious and that this is the first time dealing with him is the first time she can remember laughing since she was with her Jedi Master. Right, as a little child. And, like, right here you can totally see the bond forming between them. And you Mm -hmm. see a new side of Ventress, which, even with seeing the new side and she's starting to soften up, no, I wouldn't do it. And you can't make me. <laughs> she could make you, though. No, I ain't taking that plunge. Fuck, no. This is the pussy you're looking for. <laughs> oh, good lord. Because you're definitely weak-minded, right? I am? <laughs> that was a joke. It's true, though. <laughs> I was setting myself up for a big self-slap. And not, like, the hot kind. Oh. Let's just fucking get away from that. We're supposed to be talking about Star Wars, not fucking self-pleasure. <laughs> well, now you went and made it sound gross. Oh, I did? Yeah. <laughs> like you haven't for the last fucking half hour? Yeah, you don't yeah. have a reply to that, do you, Mr. Smartass? Mm, no. You're probably yeah. right. <laughs> I'm trying to get back on track desperately. Well, but basically after all this all this thinking and feeling good about this relationship and stuff, the bottom line is she knows it's gonna, not going to last because none of her relationships ever last. Yeah. So, which is kind of like a bummer. Like, oh, poor Ventress. Could never find love. They crack open some whiskey they got from, what was her fucking name again? Oh, the the pirate captain... Yeah. Lana oh. Rain or Lassa Rain or some shit like Lassa that. Lassa Rain. Yeah. Lassa Rain. Yeah. They crack that open. They have a little fucking heart to heart. Yeah. And they get rip roaring drunk. Well. Well, Voss acts like he does. Which, as they're getting shit faced and talking about their pasts and shit, mm-hmm. Voss comes to like a really kind of sad conclusion that he doesn't really have much of a story besides, you know, I'm a Jedi. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised by that. It, you can sort of feel like a disillusioned existential crisis coming, can't you? Yeah, I think maybe so. I'm, I'm thinking we may find out in, the, in this book, like, what happens to him. <laughs> well, I mean, remember in episode three, he is mentioned. Yeah. But, wow, it sounds like something's going to happen, you know? Oh, yeah, that's true. This is before episode three, right? So he is in that. Okay. Yeah, for, for, for a minute, I thought maybe he was going to have, like, a crisis and just split. Oh, wouldn't that be fucked up if he, you know, was one of the fallen Jedi? Mm-hmm. We know he's not, but... Yeah. Or I should say the Jedi who the walked, lost, because this the is lost like Jedi. 20. 
Okay, yeah, lost. Yeah. Whatever. Because isn't there like 20 that walked away and Dooku's one of them? Mm-hmm. Dooku was like the most recent. Of course, no, actually, I guess the I guess the most recent would be Krell. I wonder if they made a statue yeah, for him. Yeah. That would be interesting to see if, you know, it's in in there anywhere, if they've got him somewhere in the temple. My guess is probably you know? not. They probably didn't bother yeah, probably doing that not. in the middle of the war. Yeah. And once the war was over, there was no Jedi left, so... Which, let's talk about that for just a second. Krell, wasn't he a fucking dickhead? He was a dickhead. I did not like that arc really at all of the Clone Wars. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was okay, but that was one of those ones that just went on and on and on and on. And every week it was like, the fuck is wrong with this guy? Why Why are these clones following this guy's orders? Uh-huh. You know? And I didn't have, I didn't have to watch it over weeks like you did. If I did, that would have been fucking maddening. Oh, yeah, you watched it all straight through, right? So it probably, yeah, because it was yeah. like, wait a week, and then it's like, well, this is like the same fucking episode that just happened. He sends well, him mean, into he was, sends him into something to try to get him killed, and then they was, you know it was weird to watch the episodes because it was like okay he's an asshole, and then at the end of this episode they come to an understanding with the clones. Then at the beginning of the next episode he's like fuck you you dirty clones, and it's like wait a minute what happened to last week where he was came to a sort of understanding with them and they were all cool, mm-hmm. and then the same shit happened again, but it was in a slightly different location. It's like. We could have cut this down an episode or two. Yeah. But turns out he's fucking working for the Separatist, or he's a Separatist sympathizer, and it's like, what? Like the that fuck? I, yeah, that I thought was interesting. Like, you know, that, that one of the Jedis, one of the generals, would turn and be, like, seduced by... I don't even think he was seduced by anybody. I think he just kind of... He, like, self-radicalized or something and, and turned kind of dark. I mean, it was interesting, but after the fucking wheel spinning of the previous what was it like a four or five episode arc right and by like the second episode you're like this guy's a fucking dark jedi why why is nobody seeing that this guy is fucked up he's doing this on uh-huh. purpose and it's just like what the fuck come on let's get through this shit can we i think i've only watched those episodes once or twice there's yeah. other episodes that i've gone through again in the from three forward there's episodes i've gone through like you know Four or five times, but not those. It's just it's, it's pretty repetitive. Good. Yeah, but yeah, they're getting shit faced and talking about their histories. And boss has kind of come to the conclusion he doesn't really have anything to say other than I was a Jedi, which he can't say that. Right. She asked him what his story is, and he's he just thinks about it for a second and has the realization of like, I don't I don't have a story. You know, he was basically born into the Jedi Temple and raised as a Jedi, and that's about it. Like, he has no real, you know, life experience or whatever to, to, to speak of outside of the stuff he's done with the Jedi. But he says, like, I've done, I've done things and seen things, things have happened to me, but I don't think I have a story. He doesn't have the fucking history of being a Jedi, then getting kicked out of the Jedi, or whatever the fuck happened with her, abandoning the Jedi or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking Night Sisters and... Dooku and all that shit. He ain't got nothing like that. He's got, I was undercover once for the Jedi. Then I was undercover again. And then one time I hung out with Obi-Wan and we chased down Cad Bane. There's nothing real fucking solid for him to stand on. And then he goes back to his fucking, his quarters and kind of thinks it over again. 
And this is what really fucking hit me is like, yeah, he's probably going to have a bit of a crisis coming up. Because mm-hmm. he's uh, talk, and he's thinking about, I think he says, yeah, he thinks about the words he'd said to her. What's worse? Uh, hang on. What's worse, to have unhappy stories or to have no stories at all? And, he, and it says, Voss had no answer. And it's like, well, fuck, yeah, he's going he's gonna to be going through some shit, ain't he? Yeah, I'm not sure where they're going to go with it exactly, but, yeah, he's he's dealing with some heavy shit mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And that's the end of Chapter 8, I believe, isn't it? Right. Was there anything we left out of that chapter? I don't think so. He, he asks her about her lightsaber well, they're, when they're drinking. Which did oh, we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we say he was put? This was all a ruse. Like he kept slamming those shots and um, yeah, act, acting like he kept that. getting drunker and drunker. But it was really he was just playing possum, so that yeah. so that he could try to trick her into or like get her to spill the beans on something that you know because he's drunk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they talk. Yeah. He, t- he asked her about her her lightsaber, and she says she got it on the black market. And then he tries to get her to tell her tell him who uh, trained her and she's like you know it's just a sword i can use a sword yeah so she was having none of his uh his little uh play acting yeah and it's it's gonna be interesting to see later on where that kind of breaks down and see if he actually does admit to her he knows what she is or who she was and Mm -hmm. admits to her that he is a jedi Oh, I bet I mean, he it's does. It's gonna have to happen. I bet he does. And in the next yeah. chapter, in the next chapter, you're gonna you're gonna see that he's starting to question, like, how much longer can I lie to her? Like, he's built this trust with her and this relationship, and yeah, and and yet he has to lie to her constantly. So I think I think he is gonna um, change the parameters of the mission. Yeah, I mean. It won't be a huge surprise, but it'll be interesting to see her reaction to it. Right. So, anything else we need to say about these two chapters? No, I think that was pretty much it. Which, I I sort of remember chapter 8, you know, I felt like it was going to be a... Or, I felt like it was a lot meatier, but, I mean, it was mostly just coloring in her backstory and shit. Both of these chapters, really. Yeah, well, it was... Chapter 8 really was, like the solidification of their partnership and like showing them get closer. Yeah. And working better as a team and, and some time has passed and it shows you that they're starting to form a bond. Right. As I've said, I think I've said every episode so far, I'm still wanting to read more. I'm ready to see where it's going. Yeah, me too. And what more really can you ask from a book? Mm, Nothing, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it needed that much contemplation. <laughs> oh, I've been I've been drinking in the sun all day. Oh, what the fuck, man? Why do you fucking bake your brain before we record? It's more fun that way. Oh, is it really though? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't it wasn't all day. Okay. <laughs> now let's get to our thank yous. First of all, always thanks go to at the J Sarge for the intro that we use for both this and the main show. I mean, we're like, what, almost 20 times we've used it now? Still fucking works, man. Yeah. He's got a podcast again. Can't forget that. Jeff knows nothing. Jeff with one F, right? <laughs> it's on SoundCloud or 
again, I think it's um I think he's got a site for it, Jeff knows nothing dot blogspot dot com. And then again for our logo, thanks go to at Sherry says. Yep. It's fucking pretty cool. Yeah. Right now you can get it on merchandise at redbubble.com. Which there's all kinds of merch there. Yeah, coffee mugs, t-shirts, stickers. Well, I mean, not just that. We've got the main show logo. Then we've got catchphrase merchandise. Anywho. Anywho. Shirts and mugs <laughs> and whatnot. And that was, then let's that see was, what else. That was quote-unquote designed by me. Yeah. If you can call that designing. So, yeah, thanks to Sherry for that. And then thanks to the two ladies that are really ladies who uh, helped with the intro at Batcat37 and at TESD Groupie. Yeah, they did a great job. Until next week. Bookmark it. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.